This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Biden is making progress in filling out vacant roles within his administration. A top military medical official thinks the time is now to require service members get the COVID-19 vaccine. And HUD could use some more organization to fix its human capital troubles. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Federal Labor Relations Authority and the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board are on track to finally have some new members. President Joe Biden plans to nominate four new members to the Thrift Investment Board and two for FLRA. Among the nominees will be Javier Said, the managing partner of Impact Master Holdings and venture partner at Fenway Summer, to be the chairman of the investment board. Biden also plans to name former chairwoman of the Merit Systems Protection Board, Susan Sweet Grunman, to the FLRA. President Biden is ahead of the pace in filling key management roles in his administration. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The president plans to nominate Binyan Gebri, a former political appointee at the Department of Housing and Urban Development during the Obama administration, to lead the Office of Federal Procurement Policy. Gebri would join the administration after spending the last four years with Accenture Federal Services, where he was a managing director and the head of management consulting. If the Senate confirms Gebri, he would replace Dr. Michael Wooten, who left in January and was only OFPP administrator for 16 months. President Barack Obama didn't nominate his OFPP administrator until October. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the president's picks to run the Census Bureau and Immigration and Customs Enforcement are headed for a Senate floor vote. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee approved Urban Institute Vice President Robert Santos to lead the Census Bureau and Ed Gonzalez, Sheriff of Harris County, Texas, to lead ICE. Santos, if confirmed, would lead the bureau for a term lasting through 2026 and would go through much of the work behind the next decennial count. David Honey is nominated as the Defense Department's next Deputy Undersecretary for Research and Engineering. The position was only created a couple of years ago and focuses on development and oversight of technology. Honey is currently the Special Assistant to the Director of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. He also previously served as the Director of Science and Technology in the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. The Navy's top doctor thinks the time has come to make COVID vaccines mandatory for military members. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The president and the defense secretary have the final call on whether to invoke the legal authorities that would be needed to mandate vaccines for the military during the emergency use authorization stage. But Rear Admiral Bruce Gillingham, the Navy's Surgeon General, says he favors a mandate. We are seeing an uptick in cases that mirrors that what we're seeing nationally. And it makes sense to me that since we have such a safe and effective tool against the the virus in general, that we do move out as quickly as possible to make it mandatory. Ultimately, defense health officials say they view COVID as a long-term threat that will need to be continually managed through vaccines, much like annual influenza. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Commissioners working on a panel reviewing sexual assault in the military are worried some recommendations may be left behind. 
Federal News Network, Scott Massioni reports. Most of the talk around the Independent Review Commission on Sexual Assault in the Military is focused on taking sex crimes and other crimes out of the chain of command. However, Kyla Williams and other commissioners say the Defense Department and Congress need to do more than just change the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Williams says DOD needs to actually understand the problem by educating command teams, beefing up prevention measures, and keeping track of cyber harassment. DOD has taken some immediate steps recommended by the panel, like making sexual harassment a crime. Scott Mazzioni, Federal News Network. More than half of women soldiers who report sexual harassment say they are repeatedly harassed. That's according to a new RAND Corporation study. The organization has been doing multiple deep dives on the effects of sexual assault and harassment in the military. The most prevalent forms of harassment include unwanted sexual advances, being mistreated and ignored, and being told they are not as good at their jobs as men. Air Force Material Command will take on the unique first-time role of providing services to support the Space Force. The new structure means AFMC will provide a wide variety of base support services, including professional development opportunities to Space Force facilities. The Air Force Personnel Center will continue to support all airmen in the Space Force, but the AFMC will step in when major command authority is needed. Inefficient hiring practices are hurting the Department of Housing and Urban Development. A new report from HUD's Inspector General found that manual data input has made its hiring information inconsistent and unreliable. Hiring managers and administrative staff also received limited to no training on hiring processes. These shortcomings have compounded HUD's human capital challenges, which the IG identified last year. Auditors recommend the chief human capital officer develop training on the hiring process and document methodologies on how to calculate its hiring metrics. The Homeland Security Department is rethinking the way it vets cyber talent. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has details. DHS is standing up a network operations and security center to enable faster response to cyber incidents. Chief Information Officer Eric Heisen says DHS is working with the U.S. Digital Service to reconfigure the way it vets job applicants. Heisen says the Subject Matter Qualification, or SMEQA program, is giving DHS a much higher level of talent. USDS has also used this process to help agencies hire data scientists and other data professionals. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The government would have to take on a more muscular role in the cybersecurity of critical infrastructure under a new bill advancing in the Senate. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. A bill approved by the Senate Homeland Security Committee this week would require the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency to lead federal efforts to secure the automated control systems that run much of the nation's critical infrastructure. The legislation would require CISA to maintain threat hunting and incident response capabilities for industrial control systems. They would also have to provide technical assistance to industry and other stakeholders. The legislation is on the move after the Biden administration said it would develop new standards for critical infrastructure cybersecurity in the wake of the Colonial Pipeline hack. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. DHS wants to make AI trustworthy. That's one of three major objectives laid out in the department's new S&T Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning Strategic Plan. DHS says its investment should help develop solutions for issues like privacy protection, AI bias, and adversarial machine learning. DHS also plans to invest in AI research to meet its agency's various missions and build an interdisciplinary workforce by recruiting new experts and training current personnel to improve their AI and machine learning competence. In the final rule, detailing how the Federal Acquisition Security Council will recommend removing risky technology products is slated to be released around September 1st. Krista Russia, the Federal Chief Information Security Officer and Chairman of the FASC, says the Council has been meeting and testing its approach ahead of the final rule. 
The FASC issued the interim rule last September. Russia says the council now is focusing on its 2022 strategic plan and other policies and guidance for agencies to improve how the government uses risk information to secure its supply chain. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.